You're listening to Getting Lit with Linda Mora, the podcast where we welcome you to get lit. Canadian lit, that is. Join Linda as she talks about authors in Canada and sometimes with them, using her expertise to shed some light on recent and not-so-recent writers. And now, get ready for Getting Lit with Linda. Hi, this is Linda Mora, the writer and host of Getting Lit with Linda. I have this thing about doors. I absolutely love them. When I was in Ireland a few years ago, I was fascinated by the craft, by the attention paid to their look and style, and also the magnificent Georgian-style windows directly above them, as one example. Postcards were being produced that featured their exquisite designs and colors. But Ireland is only one of the several places. I've also noticed stores in Germany and in Italy and, of course, right here in Montreal, where I'm recording today. Local listeners take a good look as an example at the magnificent entranceway of the Atwater Library, which, by the way, was recognized as a National Historic Site of Canada in 2005. I've added a link in my show notes. I've been thinking a lot about doors because of the book I'm poised to discuss today and the expressions we use that involve them. Where a door closes, another one opens. That's an example of optimism about opportunity and destiny. Or, you have to get your foot in the door. The importance of creating opportunity by gaining access to what otherwise might be withheld from us. Or, open the doors of your heart. Our hearts here being represented as private inner chambers, the vulnerable interiors of which we protect against the world and others by shutting people out or allowing only a select few in. We have an open-door policy. No one is ever shut out from this place. We're all welcome here. Or what we talk about, or what happens behind closed doors. The secret, the clandestine, the unknowable, and perhaps ominous, even the power-brokering to which only a limited few may have access. They're getting in through the back door. Those of us who take measures that show a lack of integrity or who do not follow accepted or customary practices, norms, or processes. And finally, showing someone the door. Politely, or perhaps not so politely, ushering someone out of our lives or shared spaces because they in some way are seen as no longer belonging there. Indeed, Doors in this sense are about belonging. Who belongs where, and on what side of the door do they belong? Doors swing open, doors swing shut. We are ushered in, we are ushered out. We share intimacy, or intimacy is withheld from us. We are protected, or we are not. We are included, or we are excluded. Doors are often featured or represented as a key part of these dynamics. And these are not just expressions. Entire literary works are framed, pun intended, around doors as images and concepts. I was reminded of several I've already discussed in past episodes. Sarah Ahmed's Complaint, published in 2021 by Duke University Press, 
a work of literary criticism that I covered in episode 15 in season 2. As a refresher, I noted there that in this book she tracks what happens to those who complain about abuses of power in formal institutions and the gap between what's supposed to happen and what actually happens when a complaint is lodged. The book is structured around the idea of complaint as feminist pedagogy, and even its online description uses the idea of doors to make its case. Ahmed explores how, quote, complaints are made behind closed doors, and how doors are often closed on those who complain. To open these doors, to get complaints through, keep them going, to keep them alive, she emphasizes, requires forming new kinds of collectives. Another is Fred Waugh's The Diamond Grill, which was published in 1996 by New West Press, a semi-fictional text that adopts a first-person narrative through prose and poetic forms and examines what it means to assume a hyphenated identity. In this instance, the door becomes analogous for the hyphen, that in-between space between two separate identities or two separate rooms. The last one that came to mind is Margaret Atwood's collection of poetry called, appropriately in view of today's episode, The Door, which was published by McClellan and Stewart, which I had also discussed with my guest Chantal Lavoie way back in Season 1, Episode 14. This collection of poems features the door as a portal between one life and another, between life and death, what it means to be at death's door as the collection as a whole addresses the subject of advancing age and encroaching death. I have picked these three as examples because they focus on, respectively, institutional or political, racialized, and spiritual doors. But Dion Brand's text, A Map to the Door of No Return, focuses on all three and more. Initially published in 2001, but reissued by Vintage Canada in 2003, A Map to the Door of No Return is an extraordinary collection, so it's not surprising that it's being reprinted. And I should add, in case you're unfamiliar with her work, it's certainly far from being the only one this utterly magnificent writer has produced. Professor and University Research Chair in the School of English and Theatre Studies at the University of Guelph, Brand is an award-winning writer with at least 18 books to her credit, dozens of essays and articles, and four documentary films. I happened to pick up nomenclature, new and collected poems, just a few short months ago, a gorgeous hardcover book published by both McClelland and Stewart and Duke University Press in 2002, in which much of her poetry is collected. Some of her books include In Another Place, not Here, which was a New York Times notable book in 1998, At the Full and Change of the Moon, a Los Angeles Times notable book of the year in 1999, No Language is Neutral, published by Coach House in 1990 and nominated for a Governor General's Award, and Bread Out of Stone, a book of essays that elicited Adrian Rich's remark that Brand is, quote, a cultural critic of uncompromising courage an artist in language and ideas, an intellectual conscience for her country, end quote. It's for this kind of courage and skill that she's been recognized many times over, 
winning the Governor General's Award for Poetry, the Trillium Prize for Literature, the Pat Lowther Award for Poetry, the Harborfront Writer's Prize, and the Toronto Book Award. A Map to the Door of No Return is a poetic rendering of a mediation on blackness in the diaspora. The back cover offers a brief lyrical passage, followed by a description that explains for us how the door governs as a central metaphor. Quote, One enters a room and history follows. One enters a room and history proceeds. History is already seated in the chair, in the empty room, when one arrives. The passage is followed by this description on the back cover. Quote, the door in Brand's iconic schema represents the point of rupture, where the ancestors of the black diaspora departed one world for another, the place where all names were forgotten and all beginnings recast. The door is not merely physical, it's a spiritual location, since leaving was never voluntary. Return was and still may be an intention, however deeply buried. There is, as it says, no way in, no return. End quote. Well, when you open the book, I almost want to say when you open the door to this imaginative world, really, what becomes evident is that the memoir is, on the one hand, a reflection on Brand's childhood in Trinidad, which is then followed by her adulthood in Toronto, Canada, but more largely about the expansive contexts and narratives and histories around the Atlantic slave trade, the, quote, painful void of the diaspora, end quote. Personal narratives and recollections are intertwined with 15th-century journal excerpts and letters, citations from newspapers, accounts of world events, and poetic, critical, and literary texts, including, by the way, one of my favorite authors, Toni Morrison, to show how identity is shaped, impressed upon, linked to larger global patterns, how one is included or excluded from particular narratives that work upon a sense of self-definition. She opens the collection with her childhood in Trinidad, and these are set in small prose pieces, gems that are often titled maps. But in this section, the first one, there is also the section water and in a blue while and forgetting. Many sections readers will realize are titled maps, so it offers a kind of reverberation, obliging us to consider over and again what maps really are, what forms they take, what functions they serve, and perhaps crucially, who they serve. The first line of the collection reads, My grandfather said he knew what people we came from. But as this section unfurls, we realize he can't remember in spite of his granddaughter's promptings, and the profoundly disturbing loss of memory, that inability to identify what people, occasions an estrangement between them that gestures toward a much larger estrangement for those who are part of the black diaspora. It was a rupture in history, Brand writes, a rupture in the quality of being. It was also a physical rupture, a rupture of geography. At a later point in the text, she reflects on how, as she, quote, stepped into the cool opening of the door of no return, my feet landed 
where my thoughts were. This is the trick of the door, to step through and be where you want to be. Our ancestors were bewildered because they had a sense of origins. We, on the other hand, have no such immediate sense of belonging, only of drift. How does one produce a lineage or a familial map with such a loss of memory, with intergenerational trauma, with the resulting sense of disconnection? This reader wondered this. And as I wondered it, the text advanced a reflection about the door of no return and the effects that spilled over and across generations. This creative place, Brand writes, a place emptied of beginnings as a site of belonging or unbelonging. The door of no return is the space through which history and ancestry are lost. So how does one locate recovery? The book is itself such an offering, but there's another toward which Brand gestures, a quick glimpse at the rufous hummingbird that travels, quote, 5,000 miles from summer home to winter home and back. Brand Riley adds that it's a bird that can trace its origins and paths before all known map makers existed. The map exists in the blood of its small body. Maps aren't only conceptualizations of geographical spaces. They're rendered by history and experience, internalized in ways that mean they're legible to some people, not at all to others. So when Bran traces her experience of childhood in Trinidad, she identifies signposts or these evocative details about the community that her readers would fail to observe or even to appreciate. The small shop, for example, that's owned by Miss Jeannie, in which there were, quote, bottles of dinner mints and sweet plums. Quote, you would not know how dazzling they were on a Sunday to a girl in black patent leather shoes and a pink dress, stiffened with starch and pressed perfectly by a doting aunt. End quote. The you in this locates the reader, or at least this reader, properly. We're on the other side of this door, and no, we won't be able to pass through or to understand well. The map of memory refuses us here. There are other maps, of course, and other doors, too. The one offered by the BBC announcer over the radio, who speaks once in a blue while about those living on the island, as if the island were an imaginative construction, a fiction, or a mythological place. The news of the BBC, Brand adds, is, quote, a door to over there. It's the door to being in the big world. Your grandmother and grandfather silence all when the BBC is on. A hush falls over the living room. The front door is closed. The neighbors who have no radio are shut out. The levels of inclusion and exclusion here are multiple. How the radio as door allows access only and arbitrarily to particular persons, parting even neighbors from each other. If the radio makes a sound about you, you exist. And if it doesn't, you don't. So, Brand asks, how does one travel without a map, without a way? They did, she adds, long ago. The misdirection offered the means, quote, After the door of no return, a map was only a set of impossibilities, a set of changing locations, end quote. But she adds, 
A map, then, is only a life of conversations about a forgotten list of irretrievable selves. That map, we must consider, is what takes one to the door of no return, a site whereby the black diaspora lost their history, their ancestry, and it explains why her grandfather came from a people whose name he couldn't remember. His forgetting was understandable, Brand concludes. Quote, after all, when he was born, the door of no return was hardly closed. Forgetting was urgent. End quote. There are some doors, Brand asserts, that some did not choose to pass through, but her book offers at least an imaginative map by which to survive when one finds oneself on the other side. This is the takeaway portion of the podcast. For those of you listening from Montreal, there's a forthcoming event about which you may wish to be apprised, the annual Read Quebec Book Fair, this year taking place from November 3rd to November 4th in the McConnell Building Atrium of Concordia University. In this, its eighth installment, there will be more than 20 tables, more than 20 tables of new work from local publishers, authors, and translators. Of special note, Catherine Hernandez, renowned author of Scarborough and the Story of Us, and Montreal-based writer Eva Croker will make an appearance at the Decev Theatre, during which time I'll have the great honour of interviewing both of them. I've included a link in my show notes to the book fair. And of course, dear local listeners, I hope to see you there. But as always, thanks to all of you who listen. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Thanks again, my dear listeners. That was Getting Lit with Linda, hosted by Linda Mora. If you have a topic you would like to hear covered, write to us at gettinglitwithlinda at gmail.com. Until next time, we hope you continue to get lit.